Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting and have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress each week with brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, we are cleaning out our inboxes. We receive a lot of emails with listener wins and questions and messages on Instagram. We realize we have a lot to get to, so we're like, we should at least do one episode of just answering and sharing some of these wins to kind of get us up to date on our inboxes. (laughs) Yes. To be honest, we have not been the best at responding or getting back to people. So (laughs) if we've left you on red, we're sorry. And we're hoping to catch up with all our messages and do a a much better job going forward of getting back to the listener win segment and the question segment. Yeah. Those are really fun for us to do. I don't know why we keep forgetting. I know. (laughs) But before we get into all of that, how is it going this week? It's going pretty good. We're writing the outline for this episode, and we decided we're going to kind of team up for this one since we had a lot of similar updates. Yeah. So one is that... Parallel lives. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So one update we touched on last week, but this week I went to Half Price Books here in Phoenix with our sister Macy. And I also went to the Half Price Books in Dallas last night. Yes. So Half Price Books, it's like a chain. They are basically like, I would consider like the Plato's Closet of reading. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of the books are used, but in great condition. And you can take in your old books. We'll buy them from you. And the good part about shopping there is that you can get a really great deal on some great book titles and everything is really well organized they have it by genre and then by author's last name and the employees are always like so willing to help when they can see you're like struggling (laughs) oh yeah the guy to me was like do you need a basket and I'm like honestly yes but honestly no because I cannot fill up a basket I will (laughs) (laughs) yeah it kind of worked out for me because We were planning to go today, but then we were driving home last night from dinner and I was like, oh, I wonder if they're still open. And they were only open for like 30 minutes. And that, I mean, was kind of great because we didn't have a ton of time to like just keep finding more books. We had to be on a mission. And yes, like what you were saying too is it's such a nice shopping experience that you can't even just swing in when you have a little bit of time because it is so well organized compared to if you were thrifting for books at goodwill which i also do sometimes but yeah it's not organized maybe like one store out of every thousand someone's actually organizing the books but for the most part at goodwill it's like maybe they put the cookbooks together but that's about it from what i've seen (laughs) (laughs) if you're lucky (laughs) yeah and they have like hardcover versus paperbacks sometimes but um like no rhyme or reason to the author or genre so it can kind of be like a mixed bag so that's what is so nice about shopping at half price books is it is very very organized you can find what you're looking for 
So what have you been reading recently? Maybe like what's one book you've read recently that you really liked? And then maybe we can say like one book that we've picked up recently that we're excited about. Yeah, that's a good idea. I guess the one that's sticking out is the one I most recently read is I read Jeanette McCurdy's memoir that just came out, I think, a couple, within the last couple of weeks. It's getting a lot of press because the title is very attention grabbing. It's I'm glad my mom died. So when you hear that title, you're kind of like, wait, what the heck? Yeah. But it's her story of being like a child actor and having like a very codependent, abusive parental relationship with her mom and like how that affected her all throughout her childhood and into like early adulthood until her mom ended up passing away from cancer and then she's been in therapy and it seems like she's doing you know a little better spoiler alert but yeah it's just all about her life and yeah it's so like heavy and sad her and her mom had like such a like they didn't have like any separate experiences from each other basically like she had no independence from her mom at all her mom kind of forced her into child acting and Jeanette was such like a people pleaser that she like wanted to please her mom, even though she like hated being in the spotlight and hated going to auditions. And she felt really uncomfortable like doing that. And then, yeah, it just goes into detail about like all of her experiences, just like the, the codependency is like crazy. Like her mom didn't let her shower by herself or wash her own hair until she was like, 17 or something and it's just like stuff like that that's just gets very 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 dark crazy yeah and she was homeschooled too so it's like she just really never had like even a minute away from her mom to have her own experience ever right um but yeah i just keep thinking about that book she did like a good job of writing it so you like like when she's a kid even though she's writing it now she's kind of like writing about like it's all like from her perspective as like being a kid still. So like her thought process, I'm like, well, why can't I do this? And you know what I mean? It's just very, yeah. like, you put are right in her shoes when, when you're reading it. So it's, it's really good. I really liked it, but yeah, it's really, it's really heavy, really and heavy. It, and definitely read the trigger warning. Yeah. Before. I was going to say, it sounds <laughs> like there's a lot of trigger warnings before you read that book, but yeah. Yeah. I heard her on a podcast kind of doing press for it. And she said she's gotten a really good response from the book and yes, of like people having similar situations in their life that like the person is still alive. So they can't really like do be as public as she can about it. But um, I think it's, it's nice for people that have had experiences like that to have someone to relate to and, be a role model of you know going to therapy and trying to work through that it's it's like a terrible story but it it does have that silver lining uh moving on and stuff yeah she's like tells it so honestly and it's such like a brave story to tell so it's it's really cool to read but what about you um i'm gonna switch gears with a light book (laughs) (laughs) um recently I read The Summer I Turned Pretty by Jenny Han, and I read it in a weekend or like just a few days, which is really quick for me, um, which I think shows how like digestible it is and like easy to read. And I don't know, it's just like fun. It's 
a story about a girl that goes to a lake house every year with their family. It's really like a summer book, which is kind of fun too, like in August to read it. And there's like another family that they go with and it kind of like uh, goes through different summers that they're there. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's part of a series, so I might have to read the next ones. But it's also an Amazon show. So I won't give any spoilers to the book or the show, but like they are different. (laughs) I I turned on the show and I was like, wait, this whole storyline was not a thing in the book. So I don't know if it's like part of the second book or like if they just used these characters and just like made a show and wrote their own scripts or something. But I was a little surprised by that. Yeah, that was a really good like summer easy read that I just recently read that I really liked. Awesome. Okay. And then from your haul, like what is the book you are most excited to read next? Ooh. I think I'm going to have to say the book Caroline Little House Revisited by Sarah Miller, which you recommended this to me because I recently read The Four Winds by Kristen Hanna and also loved it. But I can talk about that another time. <laughs> that book is set in the Dust Bowl. And I was like, I really want another like Dust Bowl kind of like era or something. Like I had never read historical fiction before and I really liked that. And I kind of wanted to like read another one that was kind of like American pioneer vibes. And you recommended this book and I'm so excited to read it because we are huge Little House on the Prairie TV show fans that aired in like the 70s. Uh, we've seen them all multiple times, like We're very into it. Them. <laughs> we, I think we read the books as kids, like the, the Laura Ingalls Wilder books too. Oh, yeah. And by that, I mean like my teacher read it to me. Like I probably didn't read it, but I like am very familiar with those. So I'm excited for like the adult perspective of like what was the mom thinking of all of this so that should be good before we moved to phoenix we lived in minnesota me and rick you know and um we left like i think an hour away from walnut grove minnesota which is where the tv show takes place and yes ingles family really lived for like a little bit and we lived in minnesota for like a few years and we never made it over to Walnut Grove even though I'm like I want to go to Walnut Grove because they had a little little house on the prairie museum there that I wanted to check out oh my gosh yes but finally when we when we were moving to Phoenix we like packed up all our stuff and we were road tripping down with our cars to move here and when we planned out like our stops we were driving right through Walnut Grove so we finally got to go to the museum and they had a lot of copies of that Caroline book there which is why I thought of it when you were saying about the turn of the century <laughs> content. <laughs> what about you? Um, I've been on a book buying bender this week, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Too many to choose from. Too many to choose. Well, I'm kind of torn between a couple, but when I went to Half Price Books most recently, I bought the book The Dead Romantics, which our sister Chloe, who we always shout out whenever we're talking about reading on the podcast, because <laughs> she's the queen of reading. She had just re- recently finished it and gave it five stars, which five stars is hard to come by from her. So when I saw it at the Half Price Books, I had to pick it up. So I'm excited to read that. And I, I also recently read the book 
book lovers by Emily Henry. And I have no idea if these are the same, but I think it's like another like author, editor, enemies to lovers story. So I'm sure I'll love it. Nice. But yeah, so we are on a big reading kick, as we've mentioned. So if you are reading anything good, let us know what you're reading. We kind of want to start a book club. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're excited to hear what... If you're reading any of the books that we mentioned, like no spoilers, but let us know what you think. Yeah. I've been posting like on my uh, reseller Instagram, some of my recent book calls, because I've been thrifting a lot of them or getting them at half price books. So it's kind of relevant, but kind of not. Yeah. And I've gotten a ton of people like responding being like, oh, like I, I just read that. I loved it. Or I've been wanting to read these two. Or like, if you like this one, you should try reading this one. So Definitely keep keep letting us know if you're into this sort of thing because we definitely want to keep talking about it or even making a, a little bit of a spinoff, Sisters Who Read. <laughs> yes. Oh, I did want to give one other book update. Because we went straight from dinner, I did not – I wasn't able to drop off the books and sell the ones I wanted to sell to Half Price Books. So I haven't oh, yeah, had yeah. that experience to, like, report back how it went, if they were judging my books, did they give me any money. But once I do that – I'll let you know. Which the Dallas one has a coffee shop in it. So like, as if we needed more incentive to go. Like, how cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be back for sure. Don't don't worry. She's going to give it a try to selling them. (laughs) Yes. Then we had a couple mending updates this week. So I had a Patagonia from a company I used to work for. One where you just like get the company merch like for free. It was like just a simple black Patagonia, but they had the company name embroidered on the sleeve. And first I just listed it like as is and like made it super clear, like, you know, this logo is on here, like, (laughs) and like reduce the price a lot just to kind of get rid of it because the size is too small for me. But then I was like, this seems like a great opportunity to try to remove the logo. I've seen other people on Instagram remove company logos from Patagonia's specifically and they're able to get it out perfectly and then it's like you can just sell it as a normal Patagonia for anyone to wear so I ended up trying that with just a seam ripper that was included in the little sewing kit that I have and I used a tweezer and I think that was it and it did take like an hour or two to remove my hands definitely hurt afterwards (laughs) but I think there was a learning curve with it but all that to say is I did get it out perfectly and you would not be able to tell that there used to be the logo there it's crazy so I definitely would not be afraid to pick one up if I saw it outsourcing that had like a company logo on it that I could try to remove like I would definitely do that again The only thing I'll say is the one I had was like an actual fleece. It wasn't the better sweater material that's more like a knit, if you're familiar with those. But I would be a little like, I think you'd have to be a little more careful (laughs) with that because you might accidentally rip like those threads. But if it's a fleece, it seemed easier. Like, you know, it was a good like first try and it was black. The fleece is a little more forgiving. (laughs) Exactly. So... Highly recommend if you are in a similar position where you have an old Patagonia or North Face or whatever fleece 
for whatever reason that has a company logo on it, it's worth a try removing it because you can definitely list it for a higher price if it's just like plain than if it has the company logo on it. Maddie's hot tip of the day. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I also had a mending update. Not as exciting. Um, (laughs) So I went to the bins uh, a few days ago. And so anyway, I'm at the bins and I reached into this bin. There's like a really cute floral. I thought it was like a little floral dress. So I, I picked it up. And I checked the brand and it's the brand Alice McCall. And the way the tag looked, I just knew that it looked really cool. And it's the brand name seemed familiar, even though I've never sold that brand before. But I threw it in my cart and I looked it up. It's like a brand that sold on Revolve, which is always an excellent sign for resellers. (laughs) And (laughs) some of them retail for like $300, $400. And on Poshmark, still selling for like $150 maybe even higher depending on the style. So I was super excited and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I'm late to this rotation. How is this still even here? How have no yeah. one else found it? And I then noticed that. So the bottom hemline of it, it had like a ruffle hem and the dress, it looked like someone just like ripped it off <laughs> where the ruffle was, but it was still hanging on. So I, I looked at it you know, you're at the bins, you're kind of moving fast. And also at the bins, I'm always like trying to find good things to put in my cart, you know, so I'm not really looking excited by finding a good brand. So I'm, I'm a little blinded oh, right. by that. And I look at the ruffle and I'm like, oh, it looks like it, the ruffle, the ruffle has a seam at the top and it looks like it'd be super easy for me to just sew this ruffle like back on where it was. It's right on the seam. That's like within my wheelhouse of mending abilities to, to do a little hem yes. seam sewing job so I throw it in the cart I'm at the bin it's gonna be like a dollar so I'm super excited by this find I get it home and I'm hanging it up and I realize it's not ripped just like on the seam it's actually like the fabric of the front of it is Mm. like the fabric's like ripped in half at parts so now I'm like I don't know what to do like it's just not it's not going to be able to be fixed by me in a way that won't end up in like a case I'm not gonna be able to fix it back to like its original right. status by myself easily at all. So I've been brainstorming on things to do and I posted about it on Instagram. My only ideas are like maybe where it's ripped, it's only like an inch or two off the regular where the seam is. So maybe if I just raise that whole ruffle like up an inch, but it's it was actually a romper, not a dress after a further research too. So it's already kind of short. So I don't know if that would work. But that was one idea I had because then I think it would be not as easy to tell that, you know, the fabric had ripped in that spot. Other idea would be to just try to like mend it up the best I can and just list it as is on my Poshmark or mend it up the best I can and like try bringing it to a buy sell trade store and seeing if they like want it in that condition or, you know, that kind of thing because it is a good brand. And then Shannon from Boho Dreams Closet had responded that maybe we could try like cropping it into a blouse. Hmm. that could also work but i don't know if that's in my wheelhouse of capabilities so i I might have to actually take it to a seamstress for that or even maybe to like move that whole hem up i don't know if i'd be able to do that myself either not really a sewing queen right i feel like it'd be worth it to just go to a seamstress and even just ask of how much it would cost especially since you did get it at the bins and it potentially has a really high yeah sale price it might be a good experience or Sorry, that was such like a manager thing to say of like, this will be a good learning experience. I meant like a good um, 
it'll be interesting to see like how much it would cost because I've only gotten like alterations done if it's like for a bridesmaid dress or a wedding dress you know so I don't actually have a really frame of reference of how much that costs (laughs) yeah I've only ever gotten like bridesmaid dresses hemmed yeah actual seamstresses too but I I was kind of inspired actually now that you're saying that on on TikTok I saw this girl came up on my for you page and she like goes thrifting for herself and finds just really unique vintage items. And then she goes straight to the seamstress from the thrift store. She has like her go-to seamstress and she'll be like, okay, I want to turn this long vintage dress into like a mini dress, or I want to like make this blouse like this. And then like basically gets all of her, her stuff. Like she Mm. basically shops secondhand and then gets things like fitted to her so that she'll actually wear it and like really like it. I, I honestly think, like, I don't think, I think you're right that even if I took it to a seamstress, that would still be, like, that cost of it would still make sense. for Be the, worth it, yeah. And might be kind of nice to, like, build a relationship with a seamstress near me, just in case I find other things that would be, you know, at the bins, if I find something vintage, that would be cuter as a mini dress, or you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Right, have, Exactly. Uh, have that as in your back pocket as something you do. So definitely let me know if you've ever worked with any type of seamstress. Or maybe I should just start learning how to sew, take a class. I don't know. Or if you know a seamstress in the Phoenix area that you can recommend. Yeah, definitely. I'm all ears. So, But yeah, that was a heartbreaker. But we're going to try to turn it around somehow. Stay tuned. (laughs) Yes. And then we also both went to the bins this week. Just living parallel lives, doing the same things as each other, like I said. Books and bins. (laughs) (laughs) It's just that simple. I went today, this morning, and a couple things were kind of exciting that happened. So the first one, I found in a bin a New With Tags Lovers and Friends Revolve sweater. I literally was like, oh my gosh. Like I said words out loud to myself when I saw it. You audibly gasped. (laughs) I snatched it up. It was like, my heart was racing. Like, hopefully nobody sees this. Like, I'm so excited. (laughs) And I think the reason why no one else was taking it was because like the style was kind of distressed of a sweater where it was like a lot you know like a lot of free people shirts are like that where it has like little holes in it already and like kind of worn in look but that's what the sweater was so I don't know if people saw like the holes and they were just like oh that's not in good condition and past or I don't know yeah but that was really exciting. I also, the last couple times I've gone, I haven't seen them like change out the bins, which is just like so hilarious too. When like, they're like, okay, like stop shopping from these couple. And then they like wheel them away. And then everyone has to stand on the sides of like just a couple rows. Like they had the other rows still open. Yeah. And then <laughs> there's like the one guy that is able to be like, okay and everyone like storms the bins oh my gosh I was shocked at how in each other's areas people were you'd be looking at something and people would be like throwing things on top of your little area (laughs) like yeah what is happening that was like rifling through yeah I ended up like staying in there for like 10 minutes and then I went to another area and I came back because I was like this is just too fast paced for me (laughs) like people were moved on to other things by then and that's when I found the lovers and friends so yeah (laughs) you gotta know your style I guess that was kind of funny and then also right at the end 
I was, I had like a huge cart and then I went through and checked comps and checked for flaws and stuff. And I like whittled it down a lot. And then right when I was going to go check out, I saw this bin that was like 50% full of jeans. I don't know if this is all bins or like if I just keep hitting it on the wrong days or something, but like, it's hard to find bottoms at the Dallas bins. (laughs) Like there's so many shirts always my hauls are like 80% tops at least yeah and there's just like not a ton of bottoms that I'm able to find and just seeing like all those jeans I was like (gasps) so I was like going through them so fast I was one of those people then where it was like going really fast and like throwing them in my cart (laughs) being really over the top but I ended up finding like 10 pairs of jeans within that bin and then in other bins that day that I ended up getting, which was like huge for the bins and like nothing like crazy or anything, like a Madewell style that's a little older, but I couldn't leave it behind. And then I found a couple American Eagle jeggings and PacSun mom jeans and some like Levi's and stuff like that. But wow, that was really fun just finding jeans at the bins. Cause otherwise it's like, I only really get jeans at Play-Dohs right now. And like, the price difference is obviously a lot. So it's like it was like 20 wow. times. Yeah. So I ended up getting 30 items for $30 and 60 some cents today, which was awesome. Amazing. How was your bins experience this week? Okay. So it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I feel like when we've, we've done full episodes on the bins before. And one of the things in Phoenix, it, it used to be like, every time I went, it seems like they had changed the rules and I like never knew what was going on, like with the rotation times or like the etiquette with where you were lining right. up. But then it seems like for the last six months to a year, it's been pretty reliable. I feel like I was getting the swing of it. I knew what was going on. I knew when to go. I had the schedule on my phone. So I show up on Tuesday and I get there and there's a new schedule posted at the door. So I'm there at the wrong time, first of all. And it says temporary new schedule. And all of the rotations are like, they used to be like an hour and a half long or hour and 45 minutes long of shopping. And then they would take like 45 minutes to change the bins over. And now the shopping time is only an hour. And then they change the bins over every half hour. So I go in, I'm not there at the right time. So I have to wait. And also there are, they let us know that they're only doing half capacity right now at the Phoenix bins, which I'm like, Oh, like, I wonder why. So Hmm. there's a line to even just get in to the actual shopping area. Basically they kind of do like one person goes out, one person goes in. So I get in the line. Was there like, was there like a time limit on how long people could shop? Absolutely not. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. No, the people that get in their morning and some people, you know, they stay all day. Like, they yeah, go every they day, they it. stay all day, which I get. Like, I, I wouldn't really want there to be a limit because then once I get in, then you know what I mean? I, I don't know. But, like, I'm waiting in this line. I'm talking to you on the phone. Me and the people in line, we're starting to, like, joke with the lady at the front that's, like, letting people, like, one out, one in. And we're like, what if two, like, two for one? Like, <laughs> just look the other way. Can we all go in? And she's like, ah, you can. I'm sorry. I would if I could, which was kind of funny. I finally get in. Well, I start noticing when I'm waiting in line because we're kind of in the building at this point, but the door's still kind of opening and closing. So, but it does feel warmer in there than normal. Hmm. Then I finally get in and there's like a lot of air conditioners that they brought in that are like 
kind of parked all around the room, big fans and stuff. So I'm like, oh, something must be going on with the AC. And they're also passing out like complimentary like cold bottles of water to people. So I'm like, oh, something's definitely wrong with the AC, which we're in Phoenix, Arizona. It is hot in August here, you know? Right. You don't want AC going out anytime, but especially not in the summer here. So it was just- Especially like, not so- in the bins. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like the bins is already kind of weird when it's like room temperature, but like it just feels a little bit- more claustrophobic like that humidity that like mugginess of a no ac warehouse full of yeah well clothes yeah 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 the smells <laughs> the smells great. come alive <laughs> yeah and like you're kind of touching everything everything feels like not wet but you know what i mean just oh feels like there was like a wet bin at mine today it was actually that's gross. disgusting that's just i was just trash. looking through it a little bit and i was like this is a low point i need to just move on <laughs> like what are you gonna do with that if you find <laughs> yeah sorry go so on. the experience was already bad and okay so by the time I, by the time i did get in they had started a new rotation but it was already probably like 30 to 40 minutes into the rotation by the time I got in the door. So there's only 20 minutes left until it was going to be time to wait out no. off to the side again. So I was just kind of burnt out at that point. So I ended up only staying for those 20 minutes. And that's why I didn't do that good of a job checking flaws on that Alice McCall dress. And then, which is kind of a bummer. And I'm kind of wishing I would have just stayed one more rotation since I did already get in. But I just couldn't. It was just so humid in there I can't yeah. explain it I mean you don't want to be like passing out at the bins that's like, I was actually like so sweating too like yeah it was actually gross that's kind of dangerous it wasn't slowing people down too much but <laughs> but and the one thing is that the bins since it was at half capacity like all of the bins were really full so I feel like you could have found really good stuff mm. So yeah. now that I have the new schedule, I think I'm going to try to go again on this Monday or Tuesday more in the morning so I can try to like get there early and not have to wait in the line as long and then just time it better with the schedule too because it, it seems like a good chance to get some good stuff because like the half capacity, like you're just, there's not much competition with the amount of people you're shopping with. This is um, like word for word throwback for to my Chicago goodwill experience a couple oh, years yeah. ago when, when you said have the covid to, limit like, when we'd like get there early have to wait outside and then like yeah like there's not as many people in the store so you can just go i feel yeah. like you find really good stuff just because there's not as many people shopping at one time yeah exactly oh and then sorry this is just one tidbit i forgot i was gonna say but you asked about if people like were just staying there all day you know yeah like when I when I finally got in after waiting in the line I'm already sweating because it's already hot they're like offering me the waters yeah just about to get going on my 20 minutes and there's literally a group of people that are like just off to the side they're straight up playing a poker game in the back with like folding chairs that are (laughs) like killing time in between that are shoppers yeah, shoppers like waiting for the next rotation. Like, oh playing, my gosh! Like they set up camp for the day. They're they're <laughs> like we live here now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely no urgency. Once you get in, you gotta just try to stay in, I guess. Which I, I <gasps> next time I'll bring a deck of cards and just make <laughs> start, a day of it. Start playing solitaire <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. So I did find an outdoor patio dog bed during this trip, though. So it kind of made the whole trip worth it. 
Oh, that's amazing. Literally, like, matches the patio furniture I already have for, like, humans by our pool so now charlie has a little mini chair and it was only a dollar 99 because she rang it up separately since it was like a furniture thing like perfect yeah you definitely need to make sure you bring snacks next time you go even if you leave them in the car under these conditions i mean yeah exactly gotta be prepared yeah but i am gonna try it again so stay tuned (laughs) love it We are bringing to you live our Posh News Update. Each week, we'll give you an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app, any new features, or what's going on in the reseller community. All right, so this week's Posh News Update. Poshmark is giving away a few tickets to PoshFest coming up here. So on Poshmark... There's a few things you need to do to enter to win the tickets. Um, You need to post a reel or a TikTok telling us why you want to attend and tag Poshmark and hashtag PF ticket giveaway. And then comment on the post tagging the, the friend that you want to take with you. So you can win two tickets and you can enter now until Friday, September 2nd for a chance to win. So this is super exciting. I'm kind of annoyed that we already bought tickets where. Um, <laughs> I know. Maybe I'll make a reel on our Sister Sue Posh account just to like see if we can get two more tickets. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I'll do with them. But... Well, then we could give two away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love this idea. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, if you were on the fence of going to Posh Fest and you haven't bought a ticket yet, maybe just enter this contest and see if you can win a free one. You can also bring a friend. So, Okay, so for the main event of today's podcast, we are opening up our mailbag of <laughs> listener questions, comments, concerns, just catching up on some of our messages that we've missed over the last couple of weeks. So the first one is from at shop house of cloth who we love following on instagram and she wrote to us after our episode about posh fest saying hi i was at the last posh fest in phoenix and the breakout sessions were in a different room so i don't know how it will be this year so that's good to know because we weren't really sure when we were going through the agenda like when you're in the town hall style when you're in the breakout groups and so on and so forth so that makes a lot of sense of how they did it in 2019. So we'll keep an eye out for that this year. And then she wanted to let us know too, that she is going to be one of the closet consultants this year, if we wanted to stop by. So we wanted to show her out. If you are going to be at Posh Fest this year during the closet consultations, Shop House of Cloth will be one of the consultants. Amazing. So we also received a listener win update. So you may remember... At the beginning of the summer, we received a listener win where the listener had set a goal for the summer, like a sales goal number for the summer. And she was already making like really good progress on that when she had written in. So Mm -hmm. Angela has given us an update. She says, thank you so much for the shout out. I attended the Poshmark event in Atlanta recently and was telling the Poshmark social media staff about you guys and how much I love your podcast. I had so much fun and wish I didn't have class during Posh Fest. That's awesome that she ended up going to the Atlanta event, though. So she got to do something. <laughs> that one, I saw Posh Park post about the Atlanta one on Instagram, and it looked really fun. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, especially fun. Like, more fun than the others. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> they went all out with the different decorations and stuff. Nice. She goes on to say, I will update you guys at the end of the summer, but my final profit about my final profit, but I've exceeded my goal of making at least 500 for the summer and made about 650 after fees and costs of good. And that was mid July. So, I mean, who knows where she's at now? She's just killing it. So great job, Angela. Kudos to you. All right. This next one was a question we got on Instagram. It says, hi, I'm not sure if you went over this before, but I have a question for the podcast. I have two Australian shepherds that shed a lot. My current system is immediately washing inventory, lint rolling, ironing, and packaging the inventory into plastic bags. But I wonder if there's a more sustainable option for keeping dog hair off my inventory. Do you have any suggestions? And when I read this, I related. (laughs) Maddie's dog is hypoallergenic, so I don't think you know the true struggles. But Harley, (laughs) the pug that I have, you know, he's like a dandelion in the wind. There's white dog hair on like everything I own. So a couple things that I guess I do to try to keep it as dog free as possible, dog hair free as possible, is I store all my inventory for the most part in like closed containers. So I use the Ikea wardrobes that have doors on the front that I keep like almost all my inventory in or in my guest bedroom closet that has a door. And that has really helped because then it's not like open bins or anything. And I'm also not having to like wrap them in the little plastic bags anymore. I can actually just close the door and that helps keep some of the dog hair out. But even if you didn't have like the wardrobes, you could use like just a plastic bin that had a lid. I feel like that would work pretty well too. Mm -hmm. I totally understood what she was saying with just constantly washing everything and then trying to get into the plastic bags right away. But instead of that, I honestly just try to do a really good job of lint rolling things like immediately before I put it in the poly mailer to ship it rather than wasting the time doing it beforehand anyway, because Likely, even if I do it beforehand, I'm going to have to do it again right before I ship it. So I've just kind of deleted the first step. And now, like, my main dog hair removal process is, like, right before shipping. So I can get every last hair off right before it gets to the customer. Right. Because then it's, like, you're you're washing. You're doing the lint roller, like, before you take the photograph. So obviously, it's not, like, covered in dog hair for that. But then if, like, in between that time and when it gets into the container, if it gets dog hair on it, like, a little bit, you're not too concerned until it sells. Like, so then you don't have to then do two more of the lint rolling. You just have one. Yes. Right before. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Saves a little bit of time. Definitely. I think your bins, too, you have a couple bins that are just, like, tops, I believe, that are on top of the wardrobe. So they're, like, super high up. Do you think that helps keep the dog hair away? Just like being so elevated? Yeah, I think it does keeping them up that high. I mean, I have like a ceiling fan in there. So I think some dust Mm. or in there too. But honestly, (laughs) I mostly keep like blouses in there, which are not the items that I have a problem with like attracting dog hair. I feel like it's like the sweaters and like leggings and like knit kind of stuff. Okay. what biggest culprits so I avoid storing those up there I keep all the sweaters like behind a door so that that this they stay out of out of Charlie's line of fire <laughs> um and then the other thing I'm just constantly vacuuming that my posh room like all the time because 
like I do do a lot of my shipping on the floor. Like I usually do it on my like rug that way it's not like right on the carpet, but still, even so I like to vacuum in there a lot just to try to keep it as clean as possible from Charlie. Yeah. And then I also block off the room from Charlie when I'm not in there because I just don't want him hanging out in my posh room <laughs> as much as possible. <laughs> but I do let him, he goes in there and I have like a dog bed when I'm actually like working in there. And then he's for the, he's kind of a lazy guy. So he's fine with just hanging in his dog bed. Yeah. Doesn't get in the way or cause too much ruckus. Yeah. Definitely try to like not give him access even like thrifting a baby gate or something from Goodwill, you could block it off mm. that way too. And yeah. then I was just kind of thinking of other tips to share with her. And one thing that came to mind that I realized I do that was almost like subconscious. But now that I think about it, I think this is a big reason why. I really don't thrift things that are black that much as far as clothing, unless it's like a really, really good brand and flip. I feel like I always am like avoiding like looking at the black clothes at the thrift store and like buying them (laughs) partially because I feel like it's really hard to photograph like a black sweater and like show the details of it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it just doesn't come across in photographs as well, as well as like something that's like a bright color to take pictures of. So I'm kind of always avoiding it because of that, but also because I always know when I have a black sweater or like black leggings, it's going to be a nightmare for me with the lint rolling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that makes sense yeah I pick up a ton of black sweaters I feel yeah. like a black oversized sweater is like <laughs> that's what you're on the lookout for yeah I know because I kind of was like why don't I I don't have that many black items in my closet but unless it's like a, a bit a brand that I just can't say no to you know what I mean right that makes sense interesting and then oh I just thought of one last tip even if you're not gonna like fully wash everything running it through just the dryer again even on like a low heat setting or like no heat, I feel like that really helps just like get a lot of the hair and lint off the clothes yeah, all at once easily. So you could do that. Try to like save a little lint rolling time. But yeah, if you have any tips for dog hair removal, I'm all ears. Let me know. (laughs) Even just for my own leggings that I wear around the house, they're instantly like white White. with dog hair. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. All right, so we received another listener win. This one is from Delisa, and she writes, Hi, Taylor and Maddie. Love your podcast. Thanks for the tips. I have a listener win I'm excited to share. I started posting back in 2015, sold a handful of items, and quit after a couple weeks. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Fast forward to 2022, I got back into it. Listening to your podcast and YouTubers for tips and made Posh Ambassador within a month just selling from my own personal closet. Yay, thanks for your help. Also, my husband saw my success and requested I sell a pair of his used Jordans for him. The sneakerhead community is a thing. So while intimidated, I decided to give it a shot. I asked how much he wanted in his pocket for the Jordans, and he said $100. After three weeks on Poshmark, they sold for $180. Shoes, sneakers are no joke for reselling. That you know, is if you have the awesome. product knowledge, you could make yeah, a lot of money there. Definitely. She said, I'm loving your podcast. I've made 600 in sales f- 
from my personal closet within the last three months, and now I'm going to take the plunge and thrift. Purchase my first two items, a pair of Madewell jeans and a Michael Kors jacket for $10 each. Let's see how those sell. Thanks again. I'm now a loyal listener. Keep the tips coming. D from San Diego. Oh my gosh. So many thoughts. Like you're nailing it. I love that she started with the personal items and like didn't just like, you know, get all this inventory. She was like, okay, I'm just going to sell my own stuff. She like the husband is on board. Like she made an amazing sale for him. Like the whole family's involved now. And, and then she got like two good items that she like feels good about and is like starting with those and like kind of building it up. Amazing job. Keep it up. Oh my gosh. Yes. And my tip would be keep using the husband to your advantage because there's a lot of money in the sneaker game. Like you you and me, Maddie, we have like no knowledge on. We're like, oh, have you heard of Nike Air Force Ones? Like (laughs) (laughs) that's the extent of our knowledge. But yeah, there's like certain styles and stuff that go for like a lot. So maybe take him with you thrifting every now and then. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. All righty. Oh, this one's a listener win near and dear to our heart. (laughs) We've shared before, but our dad is selling some of his card collection, collectibles, baseball, basketball cards on eBay now because our stepmom said he can use his winnings at the casino. So that was a big big incentive incentive for him. (laughs) But I just had to share. He texted me today and said, sold four more cards and a guitar effect. Money emoji, money emoji, money emoji. So then I was like, are you you dot, 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 rich? (laughs) (laughs) And then he said that he's changed his handle on eBay because I suggested that he should change it to Johnny Rock's House of Cards. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) And he changed it to House of Cards now, which I was impressed wasn't taken. And he wanted to let us know that his goal this weekend is to double his listings again and that we inspire him heart. Wow. Kudos to you, dad. Keep it up. Kudos to you. Our dad also randomly bought two Poshmark reselling books and then he gave them to us. Yeah. I think he read them. He has a lot of knowledge about Poshmark secretly. (laughs) When he had given us the books, there was two of them. So we each took one and mine is called Poshmark Unlocked. Ooh, (laughs) yeah mine is like some like poshmark 101 or something like that and it breaks down a lot of the terms used on poshmark which is like glossary yeah like some of them we obviously know at this point but like man if you're just getting into it it is (laughs) a lot of weird acronyms i haven't read mine yet sorry dad but um (laughs) we should we should um read both of our books and then we should do a podcast episode about our learnings i'm sure some of it's pretty basic but still it's always good to go back to basics yeah that can be part of our sisters who read (laughs) (laughs) yes all right we're gonna end with one more listener q a this one comes from mariah on instagram she says hi i have a question i hope you can answer what do you do with the photos on your phone after you list something i am saving mine on a hard hard drive in case she needs to relist them later is this a waste of time thank you i listen all the time love your podcast what do you think about that i would say i don't think it's necessary to save them anywhere because i guess i've never had any issue with like once something's listed on poshmark like 
any listings going missing or anything like that. So I feel like all my photos are just saved on Poshmark. Even after they sell, you still have the photos there. So I don't think you need to archive them. The only reason I think I have heard of people doing that where they save them is in case someone opens a case against you. I guess sometimes Poshmark will ask for like the original photo. If there's like some type of discrepancy between you and the buyer. Hmm. But right. I've had, I've, I've seen as a tip that you could just take a screenshot of your Poshmark listing and like crop it and then send that as the original photo. And it's been the same like response from Poshmark. So I don't know, but I, I don't think, I don't think it's worth the work and storage of saving them all, to be honest. Right. Cause like what I currently do is I take all the photos, list them on Poshmark and then like in a perfect world, then I'm listing all of them on Mercari, like within that same like week or so. And then I delete, like once they're on Mercari and Poshmark, the two main sites I resell on, then I delete them from my phone. And if for some reason I want to like list them on Mercari, but I already deleted them, then I just screenshot them from Poshmark to move to Mercari. And then same thing, if I wanted to like relist it, I would screenshot them too, but just before I relisted it. If you relist something after it's been live for 61 days, you can just copy the listing and then you don't have to do the screenshotting thing. So if you run your inventory report, you can see how long your listings have been live. So that could save a step too. If you're relisting, like that worry would kind of go away. Yeah, I think if you if you like have an extra hard drive like already, I don't think there's like harm in saving it. Like maybe it would be useful to have a record of everything. But I yeah, I just don't I don't know if like you if you didn't have a hard drive, I don't think you need to like run out and go grab one or like keep up with it to to store everything. But to each their own, you know? Whatever works Definitely. for you. Yes. All right. Well, that is we we made a dent in our mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, as always, if you have any other questions or comments or thoughts when you're listening to one of our episodes, please reach out to us. We love reading them and yeah, we get a lot of valuable tips and ideas for future episodes just from the messages we receive. So definitely keep them coming. And we really appreciate, you know, everyone who's taken the time out of their day to send us a message like that. That is so nice and above and beyond. And we're just, again, sorry that we we always read them but then we're like <laughs> we read them we screenshot them to each other we're like loving it and then we've been forgetting to put them in the episodes for some reason so yes <laughs> that's our that's our fall resolution we're going to be better about responding to our messages and, and keeping up with everyone so just wanted to say thanks for sending them in and keep them coming definitely also if you enjoyed today's episode feel free to leave us five stars on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. Just kidding. I'm going to use that for something. That was really funny. <laughs> yes, for the reviews, we love reading those. Those make our day. And also, if you want to, if you're feeling extra generous while you're listening this week, Maybe even take a screenshot and share on your Instagram story and tag us, letting us know that you are listening to the episode because we literally love seeing those posts and it really helps other people find our podcast. Awesome. We'll talk to you next week. Love you, Tay. Love you too. Bye. Bye.